to the Modern Age Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Dyson, and for today's episode, we are going to be talking about the importance of cultural competence, and I know that is a term you probably already are scratching your head going, what in the world is Nick talking about this time? So don't worry, I'm going to define cultural competence for us. And I'm going to talk about why this is important. This is something that we were taught in business school, especially in international business. So this especially applies in international missions, but it also applies here at home, whether that is the United States or the country that you are from, respectively. Cultural competence, what is that? That is the understanding of a culture's beliefs and values system. And the reason that is important, having the competence or the knowledge, the understanding of a culture's beliefs or values is because that ultimately is how you learn how to reach them for the gospel. So here's a couple examples. I'm going to use international missions as an example, just because that's probably the most obvious. And then I will talk about what that means for us here in the United States, just so we have an idea to compare and for understanding. So for international missions, if you are going out of the United States into a foreign country, I think it should be fairly obvious that I don't have to sit here and explain that if you are going to Central America, South America, Africa, Asia, wherever you are traveling to, the culture is drastically different from what it is here in the United States. So I actually had the privilege to uh, just send a few messages back and forth with a missionary in Japan not long ago. And it was interesting to me when we were talking, I explained I like the Japanese culture people, and that's something that I've, I've studied and am familiar with. And I asked him what it was like being a missionary in Japan, what that was like. And he said that the Japanese people are actually really turned off to religion and that if you come at them from a religious and you're trying to give them a religion and tell them about your faith and you're very open and pushy, they will turn you off immediately and they will have nothing to do with what you're sharing. And this missionary, he told me that what they found most often was when they engaged in just the normal everyday life and they saw the values that they, the Christians cared about people. They cared about the elderly. They cared about those that were homeless in poverty. They cared about their fellows, uh, man, their peers. And they saw that value system of the individual. That's when they started to open up and were more open to accepting a conversation about Jesus Christ. So that's an example from Japan. You could go into another culture where they are predominantly another religion, or maybe it's a culture where they are predominantly atheist or the secular humanist. You are running into cultures where it's not like it is here in the United States, or if you're maybe going from Europe to somewhere else, it's not going to be like it is in Europe to somewhere else. Every country has its own unique aspects. But if we as Christians go into another country and we are going to treat people in that country exactly the same way that we treat people in America, we try to evangelize them the same way that we do people here in America, they're not going to listen. I, I got nothing else to say in that way. It's that straightforward. People are going to turn you off and not listen. That is why it is important to understand cultural competence. You need to understand the culture in which you're going into. You need to understand the beliefs and values that those people are going into. The reason for that 
if you determine what they believe and what they value, especially the values, you can relate biblical values to their values and start to find common ground to bridge that gap. That's how you find common ground and make friends. We're taught, again, I was taught this in international business that we have to know international customs and values. That way we do not offend somebody from another country inadvertently. We didn't make the mistake and offend somebody and ruin a business deal. Well, it's the same way in the gospel. You don't want to go into a country and offend them inadvertently because you don't understand what they believe in their values and you evangelize or reach out to them in a way that just is not effective. You need to understand who the people are so that you can reach them effectively. So you can do many things to research this. You can go online. You can research about the culture. You can maybe speak to somebody that's from that country. Maybe there's a, a nonprofit, a missionary that's been there in the past. You can identify ways to gain that knowledge and experience in those areas. Now, I explained it that this is not strictly just an international missions thing. This is also something that impacts domestically in the country that you're from, or in my case, the United States. If you look at the cultures, and sometimes they're stereotypes, I'll, uh, I will admit that, but if you look at countries in Europe, for example, very close together, a lot of them have similar values, but yet if you look at the individual areas, individual countries, individual regions, they're all different and unique from one another. And so you can't treat any one group the same as another because they are different. The same in the United States, even among us. You could say that the Southeast shares Southern hospitality and certain traits we could group together and say those are identical. But at the same time, that's only within a specific region of the United States. You go out beyond that, and it's not the same case. You have to understand the way people might behave or talk or communicate in other areas for you to reach them. There are people from different walks of life, different backgrounds, different religions, different belief systems, different value systems. And if we do not have cultural competence to approach them, then they are not going to listen to us. I'm a big proponent of this. I truly believe that if we take an approach and it works in one situation and we try to apply it to every other situation, we might actually be causing more harm than good. I see a lot of Christians that in our, the United States especially, we almost are becoming more combative, more aggressive in sharing the gospel that you're wrong, you're a sinner, you need to do these things, you need to believe this way, and this is what the Bible says. But I think we miss the fact that there is a lot of people, they have never cared about the Bible, and they have never read the Bible, or they only know enough about the Bible that has been told to them and probably told incorrectly. And so when you tell them, this is what the Bible says, you just lost your credibility. While, yes, the Bible is our ultimate authority in truth, it takes us building a connection and a relationship before we start to address that this is why we believe this way, that it's from the Bible. If you have somebody that starts to believe in you and your life, that they see there's something different about you, they see Jesus working in your life, they see the love of Christ through you, and then you can introduce, you know, the reason that I love people this way, the reason I care about people this way, the reason that I'm doing these activities, these things, you know, it's because Jesus modeled this in the scripture and you start to share lessons from the Bible or thoughts from the Bible. 
you've already established credibility in yourself so that then when you pass along Bible and Scripture, you're passing along the credibility of the Bible. It takes that relationship and that connection first. A lot of people, again, we get combative and it's, you have to believe this way. It's the Bible. And some of you may disagree with my methodology here, but this is truly what I've seen in connecting, building relationships, in networking in business. I've seen it in international business from classes. I've seen it in discipleship training where it takes the relationship before you can reach the person in a lot of instances. Now, don't get me wrong. I completely understand and I will acknowledge that God can open up somebody's heart to be receptive immediately to what somebody is telling them. But I also recognize that there are a lot of people who are skeptics and they don't believe and they are maybe hurt by Christians in the past. They don't like what they've heard and dealt with in the past. In that instance, it takes you being different than those Christians that hurt them in the past, being a Christian that loves and actually cares about them and reaching out to them and understanding where they come from so that then you can share with them the truth of Jesus. It takes you connecting and understanding the person before you can make that connection. That's one thing that I truly believe is important. As from my background, a, a leadership speaker, coach, business professional, I've got business degrees, a business uh, professor, all of those things, I recognize that a lot of people do not see me as credible until they meet me, they talk to me, they see that I believe what I say I believe, I practice what I preach. The things that I talk about are exactly what I live, breathe, and truly believe. When they see that in my life, then they realize that I'm credible. I understand what I'm talking about. I do believe what I'm talking about. And then I can actually have an impact in their life. So when we talk about cultural competence, what types of things should we understand? I'm going to quickly cover this and we are going to wrap up this episode. So when you're thinking about cultural competence, think about the person's background, the person's belief, the person's culture. What is the country like? What is the region like? What type of value system may people from this area have? That is the absolute core that you need to understand. From there, you can start to get into more specifics. Maybe you know what kind of job the person has, what kind of characteristics or personality traits might come out of that person's job. Maybe this person is in some other demographic. You can list out any kind of demographic you want, male, female, different viewpoints on different topics, political affiliations, whatever it is. You can identify some of those things and start to say, okay, I understand that they may view this in this way and they see it that because they're often taught this. So I can approach from a level of understanding and share with them why I respectfully disagree. And based on the Bible, that's how I base my judgments. And you can start to make those connections from understanding. That can go for about anything in culture. We see a lot of social issues come up in the United States. We see it happen in other countries. We see a lot of cultural differences between the United States, Europe, South America, Africa, and so on. Every group of people are different in one way or another. It takes us understanding, being competent in the culture, and then reaching them in the way that God is leading us and God has equipped us to do so. So I hope maybe this is an interesting thought, interesting 
prospect for you on the idea of cultural competence in Christian ministry or our Christian life. I mean, this is just discipleship and understanding an element of discipleship at this point. But I hope this is something that you can take away from, you can learn, you can chew on it, you can think about it, and you can start to understand more of culture in people's hearts and lives so that you can more effectively reach them for the gospel. So once again, this has been the Modern Age Christian Podcast. I hope you consider subscribing. Be sure to leave us a rating wherever you consume this content. Be sure to subscribe along, and I hope you join me again for another episode.